This is a Clock Shelves Podcast Network production. Time for your host, JPC. Talking about childhood to travel to film and TV. Jokes, science, even weird news. Delivered from all of us to all of you. No topic is too small. Here on your weekly Paul and All. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Paul and All. As always, I'm your host, Paul Casey, and I'm joined by one of my favorite people to talk to. Go ahead and reintroduce yourself, sir. Hello, everyone. That's Michael Gilman, photographer, friend of Paul. (laughs) The internationally renowned photographer. Don't let him fool you. That's right. (laughs) Um, So today, we were... we're talking about uh, some stuff recently, and we were uh, trying to come up with some stuff for doing a, a Paul and all, because you've been on uh, Lost with Friends recently. By the time this goes up, that will be somewhere out there on the internet. But, you know, we we uh, we get to talking every so often, and we try to figure out things, because we're both creative people, and um, right. you actually came up with kind of the idea today for... Uh, would you say not having inspiration or looking for inspiration or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you you lose it, sometimes you get sidetracked and, you know, you have life events happening or, or, you know, life gets busy and you kind of lose your way or lose inspiration. Yeah, so I thought it'd be a good topic for both have ups and downs as far as that sort of thing goes and I, i'm sure that for, for any creative listeners um they they probably do as well yeah so i i have to say um in preparation for this um i wrote some points down uh today and uh so one of the things i think it's one of the points that i wrote down actually um Actually, it is. It's it's point number three, but I'm going to say it up front. And at any point, Mike, if I start talking too much and you want to say something, cut me off. You know how that goes. Um, so point number. <laughs> All right. No. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Point number. Well, it's, again, it's point number three, but it's actually going to be the first thing that I'm going to say. Um, recently, in my life. And it's not something, and I'm the kind of person I put most everything out there. And several people who listen probably know this, but I'm not quite ready to talk about it yet on the podcast. Um, But I've been going through a bit of a difficult time over the last several months. And um, I've been having a lot of bad days. And I've been having good days as well, but I'm not going to lie. Like, there have been it feels like there've been more bad days than good days. And one of the things that I thought was kind of ironic today was that both yesterday and today, the day of recording have been bad days for me. I've been like super depressed. I like today, for example, and I know it's going to sound gross and, and feel free to, to cringe out, whatever. I, most nights I fall asleep on my couch in my living room and I, except for getting food and going to the bathroom and literally getting the stuff ready to prepare for this podcast, 
I have not gotten off my couch today. I didn't shower. I didn't like anything. I'm still in the exact same stuff I wore yesterday. Like that's how much today has been a not good day for me. So I thought it was kind of ironic that, uh, not trying to get out of it, but there was a part of me that was finding inspiration to do this inspirational type episode today. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes life events happen and, you know, uh, and you don't feel like you want to, you know, partake in your, your, your creative endeavors. And so it's, it's honestly, it's really commendable that that you're still doing this today, despite not feel you know, not really feeling like doing anything. So, you know, a a lot of people, I, I kind of feel like when they have bad days like that, and, and don't feel like being productive creatively, uh, it's easy not to do. Uh, so for the fact that you're doing this, um, it is, it's commendable. Well, it okay. so I, I have to say, again, it's another one of the one of the points that I have is, I think you know this, and people who listen may know this as well. Um, it's, a, I don't want to say a point of pride, but it is kind of a point of pride for me that... Um, a few years back, I made a commitment to myself and to my creative endeavors. And for years, I've written, I've, you know, I've dabbled in, you know, music and things like that. But I've always written, I've always told stories. And I've talked about it on the podcast before that there are home videos of me. My One of my cousins drew a picture once and there's a video of me sitting in a chair in my living room in a house that doesn't even exist anymore. The house has since been torn down that I used to live in when I was a kid. But there's a picture or there's a video of me sitting in a chair holding up this picture and telling a whole like 10, 15 minute story based off of one picture. I just made up the whole story or just was like, here's what here's what I think is going on or whatever. So like I've always like told stories and stuff. And years back, I decided to make the commitment to myself to focus on wanting to get my stories out there. And eventually that evolved into doing this podcast and things like that. But what it started out was I was going to write every day. And January 1st of 2014, I started writing. Well, around that, uh, well, a few months in, I started developing what was one of my first podcasts, which was a Star Trek one. And so in doing that and then uh, doing the prep for it, Uh, actually recording it, doing the editing, and then finding time to write on top of my job and other things became a little difficult. So I went, well, you know what? I just, at the one night, I was like, well, you know, I just spent, you know, two hours working on the edit for this. It's not writing, but it is creative. And that's when I kind of shifted from writing every day to doing something creative every day. And I am, I mean, I am proud to say that Every single day, including the times we've been in Hawaii, the times we've been in L.A., the times I've gone to New York or wherever, even when I went out to uh, Minnesota for a few weeks, every single day since January 1st, 2014, I have done something creative, whether that, I mean, most times over the last few years that has focused on 
podcast related stuff, whether it be Paul and all lost with friends or for a time, uh, wrestling renegades that could be recording. It could be editing, uh, a podcast. It could be writing a project, uh, whatever it's, I mean, and I'm only beholden to myself. Like I have, I, you know, no one, no one keeps track of me to make sure that I do this. It's just something that I've done on my own every day because it's something that I want to do. I want to make sure that I'm that focused on it. And I know not everybody is like that, but that's just a thing for me. So it was to the, I mean, it's to the point where it's almost certain I make sure before I fall asleep at night. I mean, like there was one time I was sick. I was, I slept. I was so sick one time. I slept for almost uh, 24 hours, but I woke up. I was, I, I was writing a story at the time. I don't remember what story it was, but I was writing a, a story at the time. I woke up, grabbed my phone and emailed myself some notes or some lines of dialogue or something for about five, 10 minutes and fell right back asleep. Cause I was just like, right. the, the day is, you know, <laughs> can't lose this one day over being sick, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 But yeah, so that's, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm inspired every day because I'm not, because like I said, even today, like just doing this podcast for me, this counts as my creative thing for the day. You know, I might try to edit, uh, there's actually a podcast, uh, that I'm in the process of editing right now that I might work on after this. But for the most part, this is my creative thing for the day, having a creative chat with you. Um, and I understand for everybody that might not be it. Cause I know something, uh, you and I have talked about in the past and it's something, um, on Facebook I posted, uh, to a bunch of my creative friends and actually our friend Steve commented on it in terms of photography, which is something you can relate to going out and taking a picture every day is not necessarily as easy as it sounds. Right. Right. Um, yes, because when you, and and, and it's just like anything else, like writing or whatever, you know, when you commit to doing something creative every day, it's not every day that, you know, like you said, you're inspired. You know, sometimes, like tonight, I, I went out tonight after work before we started talking. And, you know, I walked up and down the streets trying to get uh, a good street photo. Um, but it doesn't always happen. You know, there, there's, you, you don't, no matter how much you commit to try to, you know, take a great photo every day it's it, you know it, it doesn't always happen but you you have to learn to kind of not not be so disappointed in that sometimes you're just not inspired you know, you know try to turn it into something positive like you know I, I got out I got some steps in I got some fresh air um, met a couple of strangers that I um, so it's, it's not always about an end result to, to, you know, sometimes it's about the journey. Of the tent. So you, you got to learn to be okay with that. Um, yeah, so that, that, that's kind of my take on it. 
No, and I would agree. And, you know, I always, for these sorts of things, I always point out the fact that you and I, you know, the way we met was through Lost. You and I, at least, and, you know, several listeners fully understand that whole concept of it's the journey, not the destination that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's and I and and like you said, sometimes it's just that thing. And and one of the the things uh, again, I like I said, I made some notes, and um, one of the things that I with that whole destination thing, one of the reasons that I yeah. started this podcast and I've talked about it before is because for so I started doing Paul and All and Lost with Friends. Uh, Technically, I started recording them at the end of 2016, but started posting at the beginning of 2017. And um, one of the things that I wanted was I thought, okay, well, I've done, you know, two years of writing, just about two years of writing, not counting all, you know, my entire life up until that point. But now it's time to get some stuff out there. And I always felt and it's it's a, a struggle that I have to this very moment, as I'm saying these words, I always felt that uh, if I wrote a film or a TV show or whatever, it could and should get made. Because, of course, I'm part of me is going to think, well, I'm good enough that I could do that. You know, I watch plenty of TV and plenty of movies, and I think I could do that, or I wrote a story that's better than that or just as good or what have you. Why sure. not me? You know? Right. And so then I thought, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get stuff out there. I'm going to do these podcasts. I'm going to talk with my friends, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, I've had, you know, Jake and, you know, my mother and, you know, you and, you know, various friends of ours and friends of, of mine, uh, you know, just from, uh, my non lost life. And, you know, I've had some good conversations along the way, but I've also, you know, dabbled a bit in putting my creative stuff out there. And, you know, it's 2020 now. And I look at it and I go, well, I started in 2017. So that's all of 2017, all of 2018, and all of 2019. And I'm still not any, I feel like I'm not any further. I feel like I'm a better writer than I was then and definitely better than I was 2014 and before that. But I feel like I'm not anywhere further. I don't get, and this is a, you know, a personal issue for me, the podcasts don't get the listens that I think they should. I think we put out good episodes, but they don't get the listens they should. You know, why don't I have advertisers on my podcasts? Why, don't pe- why aren't people saying, you know, people say, oh yeah, Paul, you wrote something good. Why aren't people wanting to be in them and, and you know, things like that? And, you know, because I, I don't have the money to pay people. So for my first thing I I've asked friends maybe that's a mistake and people might say that to me whatever it's all I can afford at the moment but I look at it and I go well I've been doing this for how many years now and I haven't gotten anywhere and on one hand I look at it and say the journey has been fun I've gotten you know I've literally almost every week I've got to talk to a friend of mine or multiple friends of mine, whether it's doing this show or lost or the wrestling show, I've gotten to talk with friends of mine from literally all over the world for over three years. Now that journey has been incredible. But on the other hand, I look at it and I say, where has it gotten me to now? 
And that's probably an incredibly difficult thing that, to, again, to this very moment, I'm still trying to come to terms with. Right. Um, that's, that's, that's a lot to take. Um, you know, what, what do you think is lacking as, as far as where you, the, the number one thing that I guess you, you wish by now you would have accomplished? Um, I wish, I mean, that's difficult. I don't want to say, oh, it's all about money because it's really not. I mean, you sure. know, you know me, yeah. I'm not like a money. I like money. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, people cool. might hate me for this, but I'm a capitalist in a lot of ways. I like money. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, you, you need money to, you know, to, to, to get ahead and, and do what you're trying to do and whatnot. So it's, it's not like you're, you're some greedy person. No, um, I, you know, I get that. I like big gigs, you know, it, it, it gets me more gear. It gets me travel. So, yeah. And so, but, and on that, like the thing that I, that I wish or that I think, you know, the, the biggest thing would probably be the fact that, you know, and it's, I'll, I'll fully admit it's partly my own fault for not having consistency, you know, in posting and whatever, but I look and I go, well, you know, why aren't my numbers up? Why aren't more people listening? I'm putting out what I think are, not everyone, I'm not going to say every single episode of any of the shows that I've done. Not everyone is the absolute best, but I'm putting out, I think, quality episodes of shows. Last year, actually around this time, um, Pat, a fellow Losty, he was uh, one of the the co-hosts of the wrestling show that I did. He streams on Twitch and whatever, and he and I kind of talked about something similar to this which was how, you know, every so often you start to feel a bit of burnout. And like for him, he, you know, he, he's talked about the fact that like he'll go on and he'll, you know, stream himself playing video games on Twitch for hours at a time and no one is there watching him. But he has to, in his own mind, he has to push through because that's what he wants to do. And if you're not willing to do it for no one, then why would anyone you know what I mean? Like, like it's it's like you know a band. Right. Like you and I both have the you know like a musical you know musical uh, interests and things like that. And it's like a band. Oh. If you're not willing to play in a club with three <clears throat> people, why would anyone pay you for a stadium? You know to go see you at like Madison Square Garden. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. And so, yeah, exactly. But yeah. I, I f- there is a part of me, a selfish part, I admit. But there is a part of me that feels like, well, after three years. Why am I not getting, why do I not have people advertising on my, you know, you, you hear, if, you, if you're if you a regular podcast listener, you hear a lot of the same things advertising on various shows. Casper Mattresses right. does stuff. Uh, uh, Harry's Razors does stuff. You know, why are they not calling up clock shelves or, you know, getting in touch going, hey, I see that you're doing two or three podcasts you have a a relative audience you know is it because i don't have you know itunes reviews is it because they can track my numbers like i can track my numbers and see that the numbers aren't the greatest like why 
are they not knocking on my door saying, hey, we want to pay to advertise on your show? Because after three years, I fe- that's the bi- probably the biggest thing. And again, I, I fully admit it's selfish, but that's probably the biggest thing in terms of the podcasts that I look and I go, well, why not me? You know what I mean? Right. And, and I don't think that's selfish at all to, to want more, uh, you know, to, to want people, to want companies to notice uh, and advertise with you and want compensated for that. Possibly. Well, I missed that last part. Say it again. Uh, have you have you reached out to any of these companies just to, you know, just just kind of ping them on it and and you know get get their take? I it? I actually haven't. I'm, and so that's another part of it because going along with the, uh, you know, I put uh, you know, after a certain point, I was like, okay, I'm writing now. I'm going to put the stuff out there. And, you know, doing the the podcast and stuff. And every time I, you know, if I read part of a screenplay or uh, a few episodes back, I actually got people to do voices and it was like a little radio play and whatever. I then look at it and I go, okay, so it's a very negative thing for myself where I say, well, okay, so maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. And so I have a fear of that because I also look at it from the other perspective. Like on one hand, like I said, I look at it from I've been doing this three years. Why are people not coming to me? And then I look at it from the other hand of, well, it's been three years. Maybe there's a reason they're not coming to me. I, I, I don't think I don't think that's it at all. I don't, I don't think you do a bad job. I quite enjoy your your podcast and one. And honestly. Um, another thing, another aspect, and it's something that I've certainly, um, or, or you know, have done and still do, is reach out to kind of people in that circle, people that have done what you know you're you're wanting to do, and kind of get advice from them, or, or join some groups um, on on Facebook um, to just kind of kind of talk. With, with these people and kind of see what they're doing possibly. Yeah. I've, I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I've never, like I said, I've never necessarily thought about that because there is kind of that fear of, well, I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? And that's, I mean, right. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same with photography, but I would assume every creative person kind of has that fear of, well, what if I'm not good enough? Right, right, right. I mean, that's true. That's true. But at the same time, it's, you know, how can you ever correct something that might not be connecting with audiences unless you know? You know, unless you get out there and you talk to people. And it's the same way with photography. You know, if, if there's something I'm missing, if I... Uh, you know, if my white balances are off, if my composition is really off, you know, if, if my photos are connecting with, with uh, a photography-loving audience because of those things and I don't know, then I'm never going to know. I'm never going to be able to correct it until I talk with more experienced people who are getting the print sales that I want, that are getting the travel that I want, that are getting the gigs that I want. You know, I mean, it, it is scary to think, oh, well, maybe I'm 
I'm a bad photographer or, you know, I'm a bad podcaster. I'm bad this or that. But honestly, most people start out bad un- until they learn otherwise. Um, I think what makes you truly bad is if you don't seek out help, if you don't look for advice, if you don't try to improve, if you don't try to find resources out there to help you get what you want. You know, I, I think when when you ignore that, I, I think that's when, you know, trying to do it all your own, you know, that's that's really tough. Um, so, yeah, I, I would strongly recommend, you know, reaching out to people as, as hard as that may be or as scary as it may be. I mean, it, it is for everybody trying to survive in a creative world where there's a million other photographers or a million other podcasters around you, you know, just to try to carve out your niche, you know, um, it's tough. Well, so I, I, I got to ask that. Well, one, I, I want to say it's incredibly good to know that. I mean, I've talked with other people as well. And there, there are some people that I know who write or whatever, and they right. don't care. They just write because they're inspired to do so and they have a story and they want to tell it. And I wish I was that way. But I, for whatever reason, I've always felt like, I mean, you know, you know me. And again, this is a horrible thing to actually admit out loud because I know <laughs> it in my own head. How many times when we're out do I, if maybe you've never noticed it, but you probably have, I kind of walk this weird balance where half of me wants to be the center of attention, but the other half pushes and says, no, 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 don't focus on me. Focus on Mike. He's a great photographer. Look at what he's doing. But then the other half of me is like, well, now everybody's looking at him. I want them to look at me again. (laughs) Right. That's just, yeah. Yeah. I can't. Battle back and forth. I get it. I get it. But um, so, like, it's like it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I mean, I'm just saying. I I know. <clears throat> I I can absolutely relate. I, I understand what you're what you're talking about for sure. Well, so that's that's what I was gonna say. Was it's it's a relief in a way to know that other people feel this way. You know what I mean? And like, oh, of course. it's, it's see all of this stuff. Like as I'm saying it out loud, I'm just thinking to myself, like, this is horrible. I'm talking about how selfish I am. I'm talking about how I'm kind of glad other people, you know, are self-conscious about themselves. And I don't mean it to sound that way, but it is, it's kind of a, in a weird way. And it's kind of a comfort that other people also feel bad about themselves Saying like that, phrasing it that way sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. But, but I, 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 I completely understand what, where you're coming from. The listeners do too. Um, it's, you know, when, when you're struggling, it's, it's not necessarily that you want other people to struggle, but it's nice to know that you're not alone, of course, you know, and, and you're not the only one going through this. So absolutely, it's completely relatable. Yeah. Um, I also want to say, the first note, which I probably shouldn't have skipped over before, was 
I didn't realize this until um, I was looking at something actually related to uh, earlier episodes of this. You and I kind of did almost a similar topic one of the first times you were ever on the show. We were talking more about... um, finding inspiration by getting out of your comfort zone, which I guess for that's me this time, but I found that kind of uh, ironic as well that um, this is, you know, a few years later, we're kind of coming back to the same thing. And um, right. One of the other things that I, that I wanted to say, and I actually messaged you about this um, earlier. I follow uh, a group of YouTubers and one of them in particular, like they all, they, they all have their own, you know, YouTube channels, but then they all appear in each other's stuff for the most part. Not everybody appears in every video and whatever, you know, but they're a group of friends and they, they hang out and, you know, the way they do it now is each one of them will film a little bit. And one of the guys, he, uh, he does music and he just well I'm behind in his videos so I'm catching up from the end of the uh, 2019 till now but in one of them he had just gotten back from doing uh, a tour and he kind of did a video where he's like well how do I vlog again he's like I don't know what that because a lot of them some of them do like I have an idea for a thing you know like I'm going to do the latest you know whatever the YouTube challenge is some of them just literally vlog their daily lives and that's one of the reasons that I like following them is because I think they're they seem like a fun group of people but they all have their each individual things that they do to make each so it's not just they're all you know all nine of them or whatever are doing the same thing in every video but one of the things that he was doing was he goes I kind of don't remember how to just vlog he's like because i've been out on tour with my my music for the last few months so he went to various people in the friend group and they were all giving him tips on stuff and one of them was um almost always well for you know for vlogging but i would assume it could it would be the same with you and it's similar uh with me at least never stop like if you're with your friends or you're out doing whatever you never know when the moment is going to happen where the person is going to say that extremely funny thing or you're going to get that amazing shot or whatever right so like they always you know they were they were telling him like don't turn your camera off or if you all if, if you feel like hey it hasn't happened yet but I, I, I still, I think something's going to happen, you know, like don't necessarily turn your camera off, you know, and I, I would assume, I, I know that it has to be that same way for you with going out, like, especially when you do like walks at night or whatever with your photography, yeah. right? It has to be like, right. you think to yourself, man, I could, I, I should just turn right around, but no, there, but there's something in your mind that says, no, let's, let's keep walking a little bit. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and and it's it's kind of this like when when I go out and and I try to shoot street photography, it's it's not always just, especially lately, I suppose. But it's it's not just buildings, it's not just windows, it's it's actually people doing their thing, just doing interesting things, 
just like uh, taking a walk, um, just conversating, people skateboarding. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll find people just dancing, just enjoying life. Um, like I said, whether it be a stroll or, or dancing with friends or, or, or just doing their thing. And really, my photos in that regard when I'm shooting street really rely on other people to make them interesting and to help me along and to inspire me. Um, so with that, kind of in the same way that you and I were talking, you know, I, I kind of feel like it would be good for you to kind of rely on other people as well to help inspire you and maybe talk to these people that, you know, like we had mentioned that are doing the things that you want to do that are getting these advertise advertisers that are making this kind of money that, that you would like to make. And it's, you know, it's, it's tough to rely on other people in that regard. Um, because you, you don't know, you know, what kind of advice they'll give you or if they'll even give you advice in the same way that I could walk up and down the streets for hours and nobody's really doing anything, you know? So, you never know, but you, you got to take the chance. Yeah. I, I guess it's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. No, I, I like you saying it. Because like I said, I, part of me never, like I never really thought like, hey, let me do that. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, what? so if I say to somebody, and it's it's a weird thing. I've been trying to, to live by this over the last year or so kind of a what's the worst that could happen sort of mindset right, right. you yeah, know what absolutely. i mean yeah so if yeah. i if i reach out to people and i say hey this is my thing can you help me and they say no well what what does it matter i'm literally right back to where i started now where i still don't know you know what i mean but at least i tried right, right, right. no it's, it's exactly right. it's exactly right when, when you've taken something as far as you think you can take it on your own then yeah, I mean it's 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 time to get out. Cause I, I I can almost guarantee, you know, unless the stars align perfectly for them, and they were at the right place at the right time, then you know they had to get help as well. You know they had to ask, hey, what do you know? What's next? I've taken it this far. You know I've got a lot of episodes under my belt, but what do I do now? So I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that that would be able to help and give you insights. I mean, we're all looking for, you know, inspiration and insights, right? You know, you just, they, they don't always come to you. Sometimes you have to just go out there and, and grab them really. Um, so yeah, I, I, I strongly encourage you or, and, and myself or any listeners who to, to just look around at the people that, that are doing the things that you want to be doing, taking the photos that you like, you know, you want to take, or, or getting you know, advertisements uh, or anything that you're looking at. Uh, it always helps to, to look at what other people are doing that are accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish. So you were saying about, um, you know, doing – Street photography. I know you also have done. You know, you've you've photographed uh, concerts. You've done uh, 
like comedians and and um, you've even photographed uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and things like that. I know you've also done like series of things. You did a whole Harry Potter series. You did a whole uh, I I want to say the Escape series. I don't know if that was the correct name or not. Yeah. But you've done things like that. So yeah, I mean, obviously, we know inspiration can come from literally anywhere. I could I could name several stories I've done and tell you the weird way that I was inspired by them. But I I gotta ask for you specifically, where does some of your inspiration come from with street photography versus series and and things like that because i know when we were getting ready to talk about this i specifically asked you if you had anything kind of that you were working on and part of your reasoning for wanting to do this was you kind of have a lack of inspiration lately so if you don't mind me asking where does some of the inspiration for for various things tend to come from for you yeah that's that's a good question and it's it's um you know, all of these different different type things that I shoot, um, some of them don't really require inspiration at all. Um, like like you said, I shoot concerts. Um, I've, I've been shooting a lot of uh, Broadway plays lately um, and things like that. And your concentration really is to just to get well composed, well exposed shots so you you don't really have to there's not a lot of thinking beforehand um where where you really have to to kind of you know get inspiration from is or or for rather is for your own personal projects so a lot of what i shoot um you know i don't really have to think about that um with portraiture which is one of my favorite things to shoot. Um, I do a lot of that with friends. And honestly, I, um, you know, it, it is kind of funny we're talking about this and the whole inspiration thing because anybody else that they ever shoot with, you know, there's a theme ahead of time or something that the photographer would like them to wear or, or whatnot. Um, because, you know, like I said, they have a theme in mind or, or whatnot, or they're inspired to shoot a certain thing. Uh, with me, it's more like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of person on portraiture a lot of the time. It's more like wear what you feel is comfortable, and then we'll go out and shoot. And I just kind of get inspired on the spot. Um, just through conversating. Through hanging out, um, you know, it's, it's it's kind of instant inspiration for me. Um, so th- so that's inspiration for portraiture, really, because I, I do love my friends for for various and and so many reasons. So photographing them um, is is always a joy. Um, so not much inspiration required there. I think the hardest for me. Um, like I said, it's street photography because it's you're not really reliant on your own inspiration. I mean, you're inspired to get out and walk around and look for something, but uh, street photography is is kind of hard in that 
you're so reliant on other people to do things. Um, so sometimes it can get discouraging. Um, and you can lose inspiration in going out. Uh, you know, if you've had a bad few nights to where not much is going on. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that as much as I love street photography is as, as much as I love getting out and just getting steps in and meeting people and just walking around with a camera, regardless of if I get a good shot or not, you know, photographically speaking, yeah, it, it can be very frustrating and, and it, you know, it's, it's hard at times to be inspired to go out, uh, for street photography, because like I said, you are reliant on other people and it just doesn't always happen. You, you know, you're not always in the right place at the right time or you show up late or whatnot. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things you, you just kind of, kind of, you know, suck it up and, and go out there anyway, whether, whether you're inspired or not. And, and hopefully something, you know, something will happen. I, feel similarly with uh the podcasts because early on with paul and all especially i'm not going to say lost with friends because obviously there's always something to talk about because we focus on episodes of you know lost Uh, yeah but when it comes to paul and all you know early on it was so easy because i mean I knew you, I knew Jake, I knew Esteban, I knew Megan, I knew, you know, the Cornforths and whatever, but there were a lot of things that I also didn't know about all of you. So it was easy to have a general conversation where I'm learning and the audience is learning as well. And, and the audience is learning about you as the guest, me as the host, and you and I are also learning about each other. Do you know what I mean? Right. And yes. now, and don't get me wrong, like you and I, we have, con- like we talk probably at least once a week, I would say, in general. And if we ever, if we ever slip, which, you know, we have, obviously, like you said, life kind of gets in the way. It's, you know, part of the whole thing. But, you know, we pick up, like right where we left off, you know, we might have to catch up on a few things here and there or whatever, but we can have, you know, a few hour long conversations through text or, you know, if you needed to talk or, you know, if I needed to talk or whatever. But I've found that when it comes to doing this, sometimes, not all the time, I feel like, okay, I want to have this person on, but I need a topic. Because obviously there are things that you and I talk about that you don't want out there and I don't want out there in our personal lives. We only put out there on these things and you do it with your photography as well, only what you want people to see. If you take what you think or what your your subject thinks is a bad picture, you're not going to put it out there because that's something that they don't want. I'm not going to put out there your personal stuff that you don't want out there and I'm not going to put out my personal stuff that I don't want out there you know right and so like there are times like I like I said like Jake one of my best friends I can talk to him for hours at a time and I still find myself struggling going okay but I need a hook I can't just say hey Jake let's talk I can but for the most part I already know 
any story that he's going to tell. So if he's, you know, traveled recently for work or, or whatever, I may know a little bit of it, but I may say, hey, wait, save it so that we could talk about it on the show so that I can be fresh in asking it. But then there are other times where I go, hey, man, I don't really have an episode, but like I was looking on Reddit. There was this, and this happened once and I thought it would be funny, but I was like, hey, man, I was looking on Reddit and I found these funny news stories. Do you want to do this with me? And he was like, yeah, I'm down. But it was I needed a hook. It wasn't just as simple as turn the, the microphone on and let's start recording because there's not always something there. It might lead to something, you know, he might say something and I'm, or I might say something that'll spark, Hey, we got a good 20 minute conversation out of that, but there's not always something there that the, uh, mundane, I'm not saying there, there can't be interesting in the mundane, but it's not necessarily as exciting or, you know, people want to, you know, cram to listen to it because it's literally just us talking, which can be fine. Like you and I are just talking. We have a topic. for Yeah. Like you said, yeah. Unless there's some kind of audience interest there or relatability, um, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you can lose people. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask, has there ever been an instance where, well, it's a two part question, I guess. Has there ever been an instance where you're out doing street photography? Cause with, with, uh, when you have, uh, like a model or something, if you don't yeah. get the shot, you could say, well, wait, let me take another one. But if you're out and somebody's like dancing and you don't necessarily get the shot you wanted, or if somebody's doing like a skateboard trick, have you ever had them? Right do it again? Have you ever like had somebody be like, Hey, can you do that again? So I could get a good picture of it. Or do you just like look and go, okay, well that moment's gone. Hopefully I could capture another. You know, generally I, I just leave it alone. Um, I just, I, I feel it's not that genuine for what I'm trying to do. And if I missed it, then it's a lesson learned, you know, maybe I can, you know, oh, well, maybe I should have had my camera settings set up correctly for what I was trying to shoot or what may, you know, maybe the settings were wrong for this street and I should have thought about that, you know, when I first entered it. So, you know, I I let it go because I I, I wouldn't feel it's exactly genuine unless I just wanted to take a fun, candid shot uh, or or whatnot, you and and if if I did, I wouldn't put it in my you know street photography gallery, because again, I, I feel like if it's if it's too set up or I'm, I'm having somebody do something over and over again until I get the shot, um, you know that can be fun. That that could be something I post, but it'll be nothing that goes in the the, the street photography the gallery on my website. I kind of want all those to be candid moments that are genuine. So yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, because then it's not that person isn't just doing it. That at that point they are your model, basically. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think the point of street photography is to get people doing their thing, and not because I told them, you know, but because that's that's just what they're doing right then. I don't... So you know, of course, I'm disappointed if I miss the shot, but 
you know, it's a lesson learned to, to, to be more prepared next time. I, I'd, I'd like to tag up on that by saying to any creative people out there, whether it's photography or whether it's writing or podcasting or whatever, in my opinion, at least, and I would assume you would agree, Mike, with with creativity, that missed opportunity or that learning, as you said, that's all part yeah. of it as well. Because there are times where I've gone and I've written something or I, you know, uh, recorded whole there's a, okay. There's only ever been one episode of Paul and All that I recorded that I didn't post, but there have been things where, like, I mean, you know, Lost with Friends. There's stuff, and I don't just mean you know the the gaps or whatever, but just sometimes somebody makes a comment and it's a joke that doesn't land, so I cut it out. But that doesn't mean that I would say you know, hey, never, never just riff like that again. Like, no, because I want the genuine conversations that we have and stuff but but just and even with with writing where I'll work for like you know a week on or however long on a story or a particular line of dialogue or whatever and then I'll look at it you know in a few months and I'll go oh that was bad why did I think that was good and then I'll erase it and then it'll be like you know, and I just, I just feel like there's a, a, you know, a version of past Paul out there going, but you spent so much time trying to figure that out. You're now saying it's worthless. And it's like, well, it's not worthless. It was a learning thing. You know, I tried and tried. And now next time when I go to do something similar, I won't have to try, or I can maybe use it in something else because it fits something else better or whatever. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So I just, I wanted to make sure that, that, you know, that gets said for the, and I mean, I know most creative people know that already, but you know, it, as much as I'm saying, I'm afraid of failure. There is that part of me that knows that failure is a learning tool as well. And I don't want to say failure because that's not necessarily the right word, but you know, a misstep here or there or what have you. I don't know how exactly you you could uh, say it in like a positive spin, but it is all, you know, ways of learning. It's that thing. I think it's in National Treasure where he says about uh, whoever, you know, invented the light bulb. He tried, you know, 100 and whatever way or however many ways. And he said, no, I didn't fail. I just learned that many ways not to make a light bulb. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, one of the other things that I wrote down that I kind of wanted to ask you about was, is there anything with, so you said how a lot of times if you're doing uh, things, you'll let your subject choose or, you know, you guys will work on something in the moment. Is there any aspect of doing photography or whatever. And and I mean, I know you also, you, you've done weddings and things like that, but whether it's, you know, doing concerts or plays or street photography or portraiture or anything, is there any aspect of it that you hate the most? I know that, I know you shouldn't necessarily, it's, it's your art and you love it and you, you know, there's probably every aspect that you, you love some, a little something about it, but is there anything that you just like, don't like, but it's one of those things that you know you have to do? 
Right. Um, yeah, and, and I'm not going to say I hate it. It's my least liked. Um, but I would have to say um, corporate events generally uh, are not my favorite things to shoot. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's generally a, a, a good paycheck uh, and it affords me more gear and travel to do the things that I like. Um, and it's, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's a necessary evil, but that seems a little strong, but, um, I I would certainly say corporate gigs, um, because it really, you know, there's certain shots they're looking for. Um, and you feel you can't exactly be creative as you want to be. It's more work and not, you, um, you know, kind of, kind of getting to control the situation. And it's, it's not even that I, I can control the situation in a concert or, or a Broadway show, of course. Um, but, uh, you, you know, there, there's more interesting, generally more interesting things going on there. Uh, there, there's a lot more visually stimulating things going on in a Broadway show. Um, visually and audibly in a concert. Um, and, and honestly, uh, same at Broadway show, but, um, you know, with a corporate gig, it's just, you know, it's, it's just people hobnobbing and, and, you know, uh, having fun, I'm sure, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. You know, corporate gigs, I guess it can go either way. Um, but certainly that's, that seems to be where I'm, I, I feel a little caged, um, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I have to say corporate gigs are my least liked thing to photograph. So, okay. So that raises another question. And I think I've asked you this before, uh, in past episodes, but is there anything like you said, it, it stifles you I guess is there has there ever been a point and I'm not you don't have to like name names or anything but I know there are times where uh, a model or someone will say hey do you want to come shoot something or or whatever but do you ever feel like there's those times where somebody has a particular thing and and I don't just mean corporate events but do you ever feel like they're uh giving you too much direction where like a model's like, well, I want this specific type of shot. And then like you take it and maybe it's not exactly what they want and they can't communicate well enough to you. Like, has that ever happened to you? Um, to a degree, um, you know, any, in, in the same regard that, uh, you know, while I, I won't tell them, you know, oh, wear this. I mean, sometimes I'll give them suggestions or whatnot, but I will generally pick out the location and the time. Um, so in so much that I do that and they always comply, the people that I shoot, they're mostly my friends, unless it's a pay gig. They're all super great. Uh, they generally agree to, to shoot whatever, you know, theme or, you know, whatever place, whatever time that I want. So in that regard, if they have an idea, um, yeah, I'm all about it. E- even if it's something that I felt I've shot a million times before, um, you know, if I've not shot that with them, 
um, and they want something like that, yeah, um, it's it's totally fine. But th- there is, of course, that in the back of your head. It's like, yeah, you know what? I've done this a lot. Like, I, I don't I don't think I'm going to be super inspired to do this. But at the same time, you know, I'll be shooting it with a different person. So it's, it generally still works out. It generally still works out. And if, um, you know, l- like you had mentioned, if we're getting shots and it's not exactly what it is that they're looking for, you know, we just try to work together on location to, to, to get what they're looking for. Because especially if they have an idea, like as we're shooting the photos, I'll show them the photos on the back of the camera to make sure that we're getting what they want. And a lot of times, um, you know, it's, it's better than what they want. Sometimes it's not exactly what they want, but at least they can tell me, you know, well, I kind of want to pose like this, or I kind of want to be shot from this angle. So, I mean, it, it all kind of, it all kind of works out. And, and honestly, um, the people that I shoot with the most, uh, they've learned how to communicate with me and me with them. So I, I don't really have that don't really have that problem luckily um it's very seldom it's it's only when i uh shoot new people um that you know it it takes at least the first half of the shoot to kind of get the flow and what they're looking for and yeah sometimes it's it's not exactly clear what they want and and sometimes it's doesn't seem that it's exactly clear to them what they want either um so yeah, it's 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 tough at times. Um, it generally always works out, but yeah, there, there's times that there's miscommunication or um, you know the first half of the shoot just doesn't go that well. Right. Well, yeah, because you said like with with corporate stuff, there's not a lot of like wiggle room, but yeah, it's just I I would think that. As, negative connotation i understand or or negative stereotype i should say but i would assume with some not all but some models there's that whole well you didn't get you didn't make me look good enough or whatever you know you don't see it right now but i'm doing a a fake model pose here while i'm sitting here talking to you (laughs) saying this but (laughs) yeah um you know i i honestly i've i've luckily because I, i i do the best i can to try to tailor exactly what they want uh, and give give them, you know, a, as close as I can to it, um, but still putting my own spin on it. You know, I, I'm assuming, you know what, you, you've come to me because you like my photos. So, you know, give me your ideas, give me the theme, what do you want, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to put my own spin on it. And generally it works out. So I've, I've really not had anyone um, really come back and complain uh, and, and say, Oh, I don't like these photos. They, you know, the, they, they've loved the photos that I've taken, but um, you know, they want another outfit or they're like, well, you know what? I, I really don't like that outfit I was in, but I like the pose and this and that. So it, it's never really been a thing where anyone is angry uh and 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 is is demanding a reshoot or whatever um but there have been times that you know what maybe we could have wore a different outfit um you know maybe we could have posed a little differently um maybe there's things in the background that are a bit too distracting that um 
you know, we, and, and I say we, that is completely on me, um, you know, that, that we didn't notice before that are a little distracting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's been things like that. And honestly, a lot of the times I notice them and I don't like them and I'll call the model back up and be like, look, you know, I, I know you like these shots and whatnot, but there's things about them that I don't like. Would you, you know, would you mind reshooting? And generally, you know, every, every, you know they comply. And once I point these things out to them, um, you know, they, they, they kind of get it. And, and as a model, I, you know, it's, it's, it's partly educating them too on looking for things like not only how you look, you know, not only how your pose looks, but, you know, look at your background. Is it super busy? Is it, is it kind of like taking away from, you know, the outfit you're wearing, you know, your face, uh, you know, there could be a stray tree in the background and it, it kind of looks like it's coming out of your head, you know, if, if you're not paying attention to these things. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's been more shoots that I've not been completely um, satisfied with than, than generally any of my clients that, that I've shot, if, if that kind of answers your question. No, it definitely does. Um, so, okay, so you said about reaching out to uh, people who uh, have a, uh, you know, a little more experience than you, right? That's what you, you encouraged me to yeah. do earlier. Times, yes, yes. So, in a way, I am going to do that now. Uh, something you know and... I would assume a few people listening know, but I'm, I'm officially putting it out on Paul and all for the very uh, first time. uh, Technically speaking, I have sort of kind of started a photography account on Instagram. I want to say first and foremost, it's not ever going to be as good as Mike. I'm not doing it because I want to be a photographer. Okay. I'm stating that first and foremost, I'm not like that's, I'm not trying to move into the photography game. Uh, I I'll explain a little more kind of about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. But if there is anybody out there who's, you know, actually wants to do it and is way more, uh, realistic about it than I am what might you suggest to them to try to gather more uh followers and get more likes and and get noticed to be able to do more things like you do um you, you know what I, w- I would say don't so much worry about the numbers um yeah, I mean, if if that's important to you, I'm you know, um, I'm, I'm sure there's there's YouTube videos or resources you can look to 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 get um, you know thousands of followers or whatever whatever you're looking for. But I think first and foremost is the main thing is is just learn your craft, whatever that is, and just continually you know try to improve. That's that's number one, regardless of your followers or whatnot. Um, but yeah, just 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 build a strong foundation of your craft, 
And, you know, generally the followers will come. I mean, it may slowly trickle in over time, but, you know, it, it'll happen. I mean, if you're just starting out and you're just taking random snapshots um, and, and you're expecting, you know, two, three, four thousand followers like right off the cuff, um, you know, it's for the most part probably not going to happen. Um if if it does, then I need to be talking to you, not not the other way around. But well, um, that was going to be my next question because my my account yeah. doesn't have that many followers yet, and I thought you might be able to help me with that. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, if, for me personally, I, you know, for for what I take photos of, um, you know, landscape and, and and beautiful scenery, and and I do have beautiful friends. You know, inside and out, or they really wouldn't be my friends. But um, you know, I I credit, um, I credit the landscape around me. I credit my friends uh, with with the fact that I've got a decent amount of Instagram followers. Um, yeah, I'm just there to capture it. You know, it's 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 the landscapes and the people and 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 the artists that that they like, and you know. That's that's probably why I've got these followers. You know, I don't I don't think it's uh, anything I've particularly done. Um, I I know how to shoot a camera, obviously. Um, but w- I think the main thing for me is uh, I know how to compose, and I I, I know what uh, I know what friends to shoot. I know what landscapes to shoot. And, and, and I think that's, I, I think that's why I've got a decent amount of followers, I guess. Um, um I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to, kind of hard to explain, but like I said, I, I credit my surroundings and my friends, uh, for, for, for the amount of, of, of followers that I have. I, I just capture them. No, no, that, no. That's what I, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I want to say, I, I don't. I hope that anybody who's been on the podcast or anything like that doesn't get anything twisted by what I said earlier because, you know, tagging up on what you just said, because like, I do think that the episodes that I've put out, I don't want it to sound like, well, the episodes that I've done with, you know, Mike in the past or Jake or anybody else aren't good enough. That's why I'm not getting like advertisers or things like that, because that's I I think that they are all good enough and that's just the question of why hasn't that happened yet and and I fully agree with that I think one of the the great things about Paul and all in particular is I like to think I, I like to whenever I point it out to people I say about the fact that I think my friends and family and whoever else are pretty great and I want to showcase them I think that you and me or you know you me and Jake or whoever I think we have great conversations and I think other people would be interested in them too. And that's one of the things. And like, even like I said, I have a, it's not really, it's not a photography account. It's just, I, one of the YouTubers that I follow, he started doing, um, uh, 
he started doing uh, an account with a disposable, like an old school disposable camera that you would have like for people's birthdays or whatever. And several other YouTubers started doing that. And they all have like secondary accounts now where they just take things with a disposable camera. So the one who started it, he had an app made where basically it's you take pictures, but you don't get to see what they look like right away. Like, I could take a picture right now, but I won't get to see it until 9 o'clock tomorrow morning because it's the supposed right. to be the fun of the old school waiting for the disposable camera because, like, I take the picture, but it's not developed yet. And most of my friends who I've taken pictures of are like, this is bullshit. Like, just, you know, my camera, <laughs> I could take the picture now. And I'm like, yeah, it's like a fun thing. Like, there have been pictures that I've put up on this account where my finger was partly blocking the lens but to me it's that fun of the old school well you don't know what it looks like until it gets developed sort of thing and it's kind of like what you said earlier about well maybe that moment's gone and it's not a perfectly posed moment you know right and one of the things that i gotta say is i started the account and I'm, i'm trying to do um at least one picture a day Uh, of just things going on generally in my life. There are several where it's been a few things and it's been incredibly boring because I've been, like I said earlier, I've been having some not so great days. So half the days are just me uh, taking pictures of whatever food I'm eating that day or whatever. Um, But uh, I didn't tell anybody about the account until people started following it. And uh, a friend of mine who I used to work with followed it. Jake followed it. And I actually texted him and said, how did you find this account? And he said it popped up probably because I tagged my main account and the clock shelves account in the description. Yeah. But without, I I maybe told a total of three people that are on Instagram. I told one other person who's not on Instagram, but I told maybe three or four people and I have over 20 something followers almost 30 followers doesn't sound like a lot i've only been at it like a month but almost every single one of them are my friends or family or what have you so with what you said i completely agree you're not anything in in anything you do in life i don't care whether it's in my and this is all strictly my opinion but whether it's creative whether you're going out there to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever you're not anything if you don't have people who believe in you and encourage you. And even something as simple as following an account for a goofy little, hey, I'm taking pictures for me, not saying you, Mike, but for me, hey, I'm taking pictures on this new Instagram account or following that YouTuber that you like or encouraging your friend who wants to be a doctor or whatever you're not anything in life and people aren't going to help you if you don't help them. That's what I just wanted to say about, about all of that. Right, right, right. Not to sound too preachy. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And, and, you know, honestly, um, you know, I, a, a, a lot of it is, um, not, not that I have a ton of Instagram followers or whatnot, but um, it's, it's not exactly what I put um, 
a lot of effort into. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's, it's, it's slowly trickling up there, but, um, you know, a lot of it's reaching out too. I, I noticed I did get a, um, a boost in followers. Um, when I started talking more on podcasts, started getting more active in, uh, Facebook groups and whatnot. So re- really g- putting yourself out there and getting your work out there really does help talking to other people. Um, and, and it's not so much, you know, uh, photography advice, but just, uh, you know, advice on, you know, how to get out there more, like how to network better. I was just going to say networking. Uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. 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 Because I, I, I don't want to, you know, for better or worse, I, I personally like my photography style and I don't want to, um, you know, there's a ton of great photographers out there, but I don't necessarily want to emulate them or, I mean, I, I like getting inspired by them, but I, I don't want to try to replicate their work. So I, I kind of, uh, abstain from that. Um, you know, but yeah, the networking aspect and, you know, oh, well, you know, who, who's good to talk to about this aspect of photography or that aspect? And and it could be, you know, the, the same for you. Like, well, what about this aspect of podcasting? You know, I'm, I'm not asking you how should I podcast, but how should I better market myself? You know, what, you know, small advertisers can I possibly start out with, you know, and gain some momentum there? So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a stepping stone process. Well, I mean, even something as simple as, you know, using hashtags on, yes. you know, Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Um, uh, fellow Losty Kevin helps run some of the clock shelves, social media stuff. And he started putting all sorts of hashtags on the uh, Instagram posts whenever like a lot like the lost with friends posts on the clock shelves, Instagram get more likes than anything, partly because it's lost, but partly I think because they have the most hashtags. I'm not, I'm not good in that way of knowing like, like, like when I put this episode up, I don't know all the different stuff that I should like hashtag this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I have no clue because I don't know what to put to reach out to that photography loving or the creativity loving audience to get like that might reach them and they might go, oh, what's this? Oh, I want to listen to this episode or whatever. I don't I don't know what that is. I think I'm good at, hey, I had the conversation with Mike about it, but I'm not necessarily good at that marketing aspect of here's how I reach the people with it now do you know what i mean so like even something that simple yeah and and i think that that's where it's uh you know it's a good idea to look and see what others are doing and what hashtags they're using because you're you're not replicating how they podcast you're you're just you're you're kind of getting an idea of how they're getting out there how they're networking how they're putting their stuff out there so you know, maybe maybe kind of look and see what what they're using for hashtags. Yeah, um, 
I mean, I've done the same thing. I've done the same thing. It doesn't it doesn't affect how I shoot. It's not going to affect how you podcast, but it is it is seeing how people, uh, you know, how how they get out there, what they've learned, uh, what you can learn from them, what hashtags they're using, what kind of wording they're using. Are they using you know thirty hashtags or are they using ten? Like you know, you, you're you're getting an idea of maybe a better set criteria to use for your own. Yeah. I mean, like on YouTube, I notice not that I, I don't, I go on YouTube. I don't necessarily post on YouTube, but you know, uh, red circles and arrows in a lot of videos or, you know, your clickbait titles, you know, uh, one, like there was one where, uh, there was an episode of this show where Jake and I talked and, um, back at my high school, they did, a valentine's day auction you know and people could put themselves up to bid for like a a lunch date for valentine's day so like i titled that one selling high schoolers to the highest bidder because it's that clickbait title of what is what you know like that sort of thing like i i I understand like from the youtube thing you know the youtube perspective of how that works but when it comes like i said to you know twitter or instagram or whatever just getting that that marketing out there i'm just not good with that right right and i I kind of feel like there's you know there's kind of been a revolt against these clickbait titles in the last few years especially um so I'm I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the people are shying shying away from that. Um, it's okay, obviously, to have a clickbait title as long as you deliver. You know. Um, oh yeah. Then, well, the the you know? I hate the generic ones. Can't believe this yeah, happened. Yeah. Like oh, this is the worst. <laughs> and the people that I follow, the group of YouTubers that I follow, they do that. And, like, I'll see, like, one of them will post a video titled that. And I'm just like, you named a video that three months ago. Like, that's not creative enough yeah. for me. Like, right. if you said, like, the the one, they, the, the girl just had her bachelorette party. So she went to the, the actual high school in Utah from High School Musical. Put that in there. Not just, can't believe we went here or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, don't right. say that. Say, like, flat out, we lived High School Musical. That would get me to click more. Right, 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 right. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. I mean, I, I've got to the point where I don't even click on those anymore. Like it's it's generally it's there, there's it's it's a eighteen to twenty minute video at times, and the payoff is not until like seventeen minutes and thirty seven seconds into it, and it's not even that big a deal. You know, it's just so yeah. I've 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 learned that I just you know I just don't even click on those anymore. Yeah, there's there's nothing about them that they're really unless it's somebody I religiously follow, um, then yeah, I don't really care. I just don't. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way with that. Like I said, if it's if it's pe- like you said, if it's people that I follow, I'll get upset. I won't like I'm not one of those people who's like in the comments going, you can't name a title this same thing that you did three months ago. But I'll just in my own head, I'll just be like, you're I know you're more creative than this. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Makes sense. Um. Okay. So one final question, and then uh, we could, unless you have anything else, we could wrap it up. But you you said before about um your style. 
so right. I know if I'm looking at a picture of yours versus uh, our friend Steve, I could tell you mm-hmm. which is a Mike Gilman picture and which is a Steve Peterson picture. I personally, because I don't know that much about photography, and I think I've, I've, I've talked before about the fact that the irony is when I was in high school, I didn't like photography at all because my thought was, we have video now. Why do we need pictures? Um, <laughs> but uh, what would you classify your style as? If you, I'm not saying like in one word or anything like that, but if you had to like summarize kind of what your style is, how might you do that? Um, for me personally, for a lot of the things I shoot, uh, it's, it's definitely a in the moment kind of, kind of style, like, um, with the street photos, with the, uh, the portraits, like I said, I don't. Uh, yeah. Unless there's something specific I'm wanting to shoot with someone, uh, it's just, you know what, show up wearing whatever you want to wear and then we'll, we'll, we'll just shoot and see where it goes. Um, so it's, it's a very non-structured kind of, kind of way I handle it. Unless it's a paid gig, of course you know, then, then, and, and even then it's, it's a little, um, I'm, I'm kind of a flat, you know, this is probably a horrible way to describe a photographer who gets nice, you know, good, good paying gigs. Um, because I, I would feel a lot of people, especially for wedding photography and whatnot would, would like a very structured, you know, kind of person, but I, I am a kind of in the moment, kind of fly by the seat of my pants kind of photographer. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't like to assume that I know what's going to go on at a shoot. Um, it, you know, I, I kind of like to get there and I, I, I like to keep my eyes open and my ears open and, just kind of fill it out as it goes along. I don't like to have any preconceived notions about what I'm going to find interesting, you know, what I'm not, what's going to go on there. And, and, and like with a wedding photography, like I mentioned, I'm a very documentary style wedding photographer in that I don't like to wrangle up people every five minutes for group shots. I just don't. I, I kind of like to blend in, I like to kind of be a guest and like I said, just keep my eyes and ears open uh, and just, you know, oh, I, I'm, I'm hearing some weird noises. Nothing over here. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, sorry. I guess I edit that weird part out, but um, sorry, man. But anyway, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, would, would, would definitely describe it as a, as a in the moment kind of kind of style. Okay, I like. I mean, that's if if somebody had to had to ask me like what would it, and I would just I would say that it's it's a very laid back, um, 
but very professional looking. Because again, I don't know necessarily what to describe something like. If somebody asked me like a particular director, you know, mostly because yeah. I, I do. I mean, I, I like film more than I you know, understand photography. So like if somebody was like, you know, describe JJ Abrams or something. And I would be like, well, you know, a lot of action, a lot of mystery and a lot of lens flares, you know, (laughs) if somebody was like Michael Bay, I'd be like lots of explosions, you know? So like, but when it comes to photography, I don't necessarily know what it would be, but I would, I would say for you. Yeah. If somebody asked me, I would say very laid back, but professional quality. Right, right. And, and I, you know what, honestly, I don't know the labels either. I, I don't know what, like, kind of in the moment, you know, kind of fly by the seat of your pants is, is the best way that I, you know, it's the labels that I would use. Because when I go out and I shoot nature stuff, I don't know what I'm going to find. You know, uh, I could just be walking and I could look to the right or left and it's like, okay, there's my shot. And you know, uh, that's the thing so, is, yeah. you don't, you also, you do various things. Like, your thing isn't, you know, uh, you know, you don't necessarily work for like National Geographic where you're doing, you know, in the wild shots and that's all you do. Like you do a variety of different things. You do corporate events, you do concerts, you do portraiture, you do street uh, photography, you do everything. So the fact that yeah. you are adaptable, that could be the word adaptable. Uh, right. That works for what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I, I like shooting all kinds of different. Things. It's it's just you know, and and I forgot what which photographer said it, but uh, a photographer said that that photography is kind of like a love affair with life. You know, and and I kind of feel, I, I kind of feel that way. You know, I I love capturing these thin slices of life and and you know just things i see and appreciate like on a day-to-day basis i like that and personally unless you have anything else i can't necessarily think of a better way to end it than that i don't think i have anything else all right well before we get out of here since we've talked so much about your photography and all sorts of stuff like that. If people don't already follow you or know how they can get in contact with you all over the internet, let them know how. Sure. Uh, my Instagram, uh, is Michael Gilman dot photography and my, um, website actually is Michael Gilman dot photography. So yeah, look me up, check out my work. If you got any questions, let me know. Uh, you could find me on Twitter and Instagram at JPGRB. You could follow my photography account, which isn't going to be nearly as nice as Mike's. I'm putting it out there. I'm not doing it to be a photographer. I just thought it would be a fun little thing to add to my, uh, hey, what can I do and can I do something different sort of thing. And like I said, I got the app, so I thought it would be a fun little thing, but that's jpcs.pics, jpc's picks uh, on Instagram. You could follow me there as well. You could follow us at Clock Shelves on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at Clock Shelves, C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S. 
clockshelves.com. You could have heard this episode early on Patreon if you wanted to, so go check that out. We were talking before about financial stuff. That's one of the ways I'm trying to get a little bit of financial whatever going. Um, talked before about uh, Apple Podcasts, and we're also on Spotify. There are various episodes that Mike has been on of this and Lost with Friends. Uh, various other people I named have been on episodes of that stuff, too. You can find us through there. Leave us a review. Give us some stars if you feel we're doing a good enough job. If you feel we're not doing a good enough job, leave that in the review as well. And I think that's all the stuff I have to plug at the end of all of these episodes. Um, Mike, thank you for uh, for talking with me today about uh, creativity and inspiration and photography and giving me some tips. I, I enjoyed this. I always love talking with you and I'm glad that we kind of didn't go into this with a like particular topic in mind. Yeah. Kind of like that fly out of the seat of your pants thing I was talking about. So yeah, absolutely. Exactly. It's, it's always sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go find us, follow stuff. Let us know what you're doing creatively. We told you how to get in touch with us. And, uh, yeah, go be creative today. Yes.